Hey y'all, it's Corey from Tinseltown Tea. Hope y'all are doing well. Just letting you guys know that we will be taking a break this week, so no new episode, but we will be um, replaying our We Are Tired episode so that you guys can at least have something, because I know y'all, y'all can't, just can't take it without us. Um, but yeah, have a good week, guys, and we'll see y'all next week. Bye. It's Corey and Judith. No. Um, yeah, we are here. I mean, wish we could say that it's going to be a super fun episode, but it's actually right. going to be uh, the opposite because we are talking about everything that has been going on mm-hmm. with our people. And it's been um, too much, too much. It's been too much. I mean, let's be honest, it's been going on for centuries. Yep. But uh, with this last incident with George Floyd, a lot more people are starting to actually get mad. I'm like, mm-hmm. why y'all wasn't mad before? Um, but you know what? Mm-hmm. You know, in God's timing, we can't right. force anybody to uh, True. be upset. Um, but at least more people, I'm seeing a lot more others. When I mean others, I mean non-Black folks being yep. upset now. So yeah that's something um so yeah we decided that we are going to do an episode talking about first what's going on um and then kind of giving solutions about what we can do mm-hmm. um what anybody can do you don't have to be black because i know some people who probably aren't black listen to our podcast mm-hmm. um what you can do um to kind of you know get things together um and then just to bring it back into screenwriting since this is like a screenwriting entertainment podcast we're going to talk about how you can put social justice issues in your work mm-hmm. and then give use some examples um of uh movies shows that have done just that mm-hmm. and raised awareness around social issues um so yeah this is going to be a very <clears throat> important episode very um tough episode just because of what we're talking about um Mm -hmm. child it's been on my mind forever literally on 24 7 um everything that's happening so let's get into it let's go all right y'all oh and also this is your first time welcome to the town tea yes a lot of new new (laughs) subscribers and listeners that's right Um, so so happy that y'all can join us yeah to take y'all along our journeys just a quick blurb about what Town Tea is if you don't already know me and Judith are two black female screenwriters who was just tired okay with the fact that all of the podcasts about screenwriting um were hosted by two dry ass white dudes named Chet Brett Jared you got you got some names Judith I mean Jacob is always a good go-to <laughs> <laughs> So, um, yeah, we decided to start our own. So that is what we're doing here. We talk about, um, we usually have different segments. Um, we talk about the news, black and brown news only, y'all, because mm-hmm. white folks get enough exposure, mm-hmm. um, just to be honest. <laughs> so we do black and brown news. We do a no better, do better segment where we give, like, lessons learned mm-hmm. that we learn from our journeys or tips for you guys. What else do we do? We have a main segment, which is usually um, talking about a different topic within screenwriting. We're either teaching y'all something right. or we're having 
discussion or reviewing a black or brown um, project or reading a script or something. Mm-hmm. And then we have things that you should know segment at the end where we highlight um, any black or brown person in the industry that you should know, either upcoming or experienced. So yeah, that's usually how it goes. But um, due to pandemic, we are recording at home. So we just cut it down the main segment for ease of editing. Mm-hmm. All right. So done with the logistics. <laughs> Let's get into your child. Let's go. Let's go. Mm-hmm. Um, so Judith is just going to give a quick blurb on the three main um, deaths yeah. um, that have happened within this month. We know that there are more than these three, but these just are the three more um, highlighted ones. Yeah. Um, not, we're not saying that the other people don't matter. Please don't think that, y'all. They do matter. Mm-hmm. But we're just going to highlight, for sake of time, we're going to highlight these three as they've been the most prominent. Uh, prominently covered that's right and this is kind of just to put it in context to where we are right now you know throughout history we've you know we've we i'm sure we all know where we were when um through when george zimmerman attacked um oh why am i forgetting his name please lord forgive me trayvon martin um we've had so many other protests, the Rodney King beating, like throughout mm-hmm. history, going further back. So this is just to highlight where we are now. Um, I know May 29th, there were a lot of protests that we were seeing. Minneapolis, um, which sparked was sparked by the killing of George Floyd. Um, and I'm reading, I'm going to be reading from this article. This is actually in Atlanta, um, local news, 11 Alive. And they did a really good job of like summarizing kind of where we are uh, today. So um, reading here, the protest comes on the heels of widespread demonstration in Minneapolis. Um, those protests flared after the killing of George Floyd by M- Minneapolis police officers. Um, who was recorded digging his knee into Floyd's neck as he was detained on the ground. Onlookers pleaded with the police officer to stop as Floyd said he couldn't breathe. Um, Floyd died after the officer continued to keep his knee on his neck for a number of minutes. So the officer in question, um, there was news out that said that he is detained um, and in custody, but the rest of the officers that were not detained there, I believe three other officers and a lot of the protests have still been going on because people feel like everybody involved should have not only been fired, which they were, but also be prosecuted for standing by and allowing this man to be murdered in front of their eyes. So a lot of the protesters, um, yeah, they're going off and these are, these are, they're peaceful, they are rowdy. Some of them are very violent, but, um, quite frankly, as I'm, far as I'm concerned, like all of the protesters are more than justified because this has been building up for a very, this has been building up for like, um, Corey said earlier, centuries. Like it's, 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 it's ridiculous. So then we're going to go to <laughs> Ahmad Aubrey. And, um, this was the young man, um, I believe, oh, wait. Uh, in Georgia. Yeah. So another national outcry um, was also sparked by the killing of Ahmad Aubrey, who was running in a neighborhood in Southeast Georgia, where he was accosted and subsequently shot to death by two white men who claimed they were making a citizen's arrest. Aubrey was shown in the security footage, briefly walking into an unfurnished home and glancing around something the owner later said, um, indicated to him that he was looking for a water source on the property, which people sometimes try and drink from. Uh, Further security um, videos show that it was not uncommon for bypassers to walk 
onto the property. Um, and that drew a lot of backlash because the men um, who did accost um, Ahmad Aubrey were not arrested or charged uh, for more than two months. And the father had worked in the past, both for the local police department and prosecutor. Um, two district attorneys who just had jurisdiction over the case and recused themselves for now being invested, are now being investigated for potential prosecutorial, prosecu prosecutorial, hello, come on, lawyer world, um, uh, misconduct. So in this case, not only are we highlighting the fact that you know, people are, t particularly, let me say correct, white people are taking it upon themselves to police other people, even when they're not on duty. And Child. they have they the system jury and execution all in one second. And when they do have the system in place to back them up, it can be covered up. And that's why people were, it was like months later, people were, like it came out so much later of this injustice it's crazy and that's the same with um uh brianna taylor so uh taylor was shot and killed in her apartment by louisville officers um who said uh they were conducting a drug investigation in mark they said they were uh fired upon when they entered so her and her boyfriend were in the apartment and the police came and stormed and you know her boyfriend was carrying an arm a uh, uh, a, a he had a legal meaning it is legally okay for him to have this gun in his home for protection they stormed in he had no idea what was going on so of course he's going to try and defend himself um so the police stormed in without warning and he fired once not knowing who was breaking in because in that situation you don't know um a charge against him for shooting an officer in the leg was dropped last week no drugs were found in the apartment and Taylor was a frontline emergency medical technician. She was an EMT. And y'all just stormed in and just shot, shot her up. No drugs, no nothing. And this man had his own weapon, which he legally obtained to defend himself. And now this young lady is gone. So with all of those three stories and given the history of this nation and the continual killing of innocent black people like throughout centuries people are pissed like period Fact. like that's it like i don't know like and this continual narrative of trying to quite frankly protect police officers who are abusing their their privilege and their their rights and abusing people's rights and just murdering people so you know what people are like we're, we're tired of it period so that's what happens when injustice is delayed. I mean, excuse me, when justice is, is delayed, you know, and we just try and turn a blind eye to innocent people being killed for no reason, like people are going to go off. Like, I don't, I mean, I don't know what to tell you, you know what I mean? And so mm -hmm. that's where we are today. Um, just again, this article was written by Jonathan uh, Raymond of 11 alive out of uh, Atlanta uh, local news. So it was a good summary um, for that, but I wanted to give him credit because I was reading from his article that he wrote. So that was the summary of where we are now. And, you know, just like everybody else, we're trying to grapple with it and, mm -hmm. you know, figure out, you know, what we can do and have better understanding and how we can fix it. So I'm gonna let Corey lead the charge in terms of this conversation to, um, you know, move this forward as we, you know, as we grapple with this. Yes. Um, 
So just to give you guys some resources, and we're going to have all the links in the description bio. There are mm-hmm. different websites for Breonna Taylor, Ahmaud Arbery, and um, George Floyd. Mm-hmm. Um, so we're going to have each of the websites there. And what they do is kind of explain the cases in detail. It explains what happens. And it also talks about who these people are as well, Mm -hmm. because Mm -hmm. these were people who had lives and were living them. Um, So it definitely gives you kind of the positives of their lives and things that they're doing. And then it also has a petition on there that you can sign. You just put your name, email, um, and basically sign the petition. What the petition does is it takes this information and it makes calls to the right people to get, you know, justice served basically mm-hmm. um and and also tells you numbers that you can call yourself and don't be afraid to call these numbers i'm sure they're getting a lot of calls mm-hmm. hundreds and thousands of calls are being made on behalf of these victims so don't be afraid to make these calls as well and usually when you dial the numbers and makes the calls like sean king or whoever his people will guide you through the call at first and then they'll take, they'll connect you to who you, who you're going to be talking to. So if you're one of those people like me who just hate giving calls, um, they will be guiding you and at least telling you, you know, the basics of what you should be saying, but say the things in your own words. But um, like I said, Ahmaud Arbery, the two freaking disgusting pieces of trash that killed him. Sorry. <laughs> no, I'm not sorry. I mean, um, yeah. They were arrested and, um, but they have to be convicted. So we're not at the end of the rope with them yet. Um, but just keep up with the websites that we give you and they'll let you know if there's anything else that you can do in terms of calling people you need to be calling DAs you need to be calling like officers you need to be calling in case anything happens with that case. Um, Brianna Taylor, like Judith said, they did drop the charges on her boyfriend, Kenneth. Thank God. Um, apparently we raised a lot of money for his lawyers. So shout out to y'all. Um, but keep up with her case as well yep. because um, it's not over there either, and yeah. there's still people that we should be calling um, to get our voices heard and to put the pressure on their necks. Now, George Floyd, like we said, that's the the hot button issue right now. There's definitely calls that we should be making as of now because the other three officers are not arrested, and um, they only arrested one, and the other three need to go down too. Mm-hmm. So um, definitely go to his website so you can sign the petition and then figure out um, the web or the numbers so that you can make those calls because mm-hmm. we still have a lot of work to do in mm-hmm. terms of George Floyd's case because it ain't it ain't sitting right. So that ain't enough what they did. Yep. Um, all right. So first, I do want to cover. So I um, come from very redneck place. I'm from the country in Florida. Mm-hmm. And um, I also just see a lot. Well, thankfully, I've been seeing a lot of white people on board um, mm-hmm. protesting with us. Um, they also have been riding, too. We'll get that um, yep. to that later. Oof. Don't let them don't let them think it's just us riding. No. Um, <laughs> but there are some white people who say or other people I've even seen. Um, Asians, Hispanics, yeah. and Blacks say this yeah. too. Well, you know, statistically, more whites are being killed than the Blacks by the police. They don't talk like that, but <laughs> I, just, I just assumed. Um, and yeah, statistically, that may be true, but let's not forget that, uh, and this was an article back in 2015, these numbers, I'm pretty sure these numbers are roughly, I mean, the population may have gotten bigger, but the statistics, I'm sure, are still valid. Mm-hmm. Um, Let's not forget white people make up the majority of this country. So, right. yeah, if the, statistically they are being killed more by police, 
but that's because they're the bigger population. Mm-hmm. The black population is extremely small compared to them. Mm-hmm. So um, we're still getting killed at higher rates. Uh, mm-hmm. 2.5 times as likely to be killed um, than they are. So yeah. please don't get that twisted. And if you need uh, that piece of information, it was a Washington Post article that you can look up. I'll try to put the link in there. Um, if you just feel like... Uh, if you see somebody commenting something like that, educate them real quick. Cause that's what it's yeah. about. That's the name of the game these days, the educating people who are still trying to justify what's going on. Um, so I'll put that link in the bio on the bio in the description as well, so that y'all can debunk people that say some shit like that. Mm-hmm. Um, Cause a lot of stuff is going on on social media right now in terms of discussions and debates and things like that. And we want facts. We don't want opinions. So, all right. So let's get into the topic of sharing these videos and images of the murders. Right. So there was the the biggest uh, two things that have been shared recently. And this isn't the first time we've seen these murders. These murders, a lot of these murders have been caught on video. Right. And that's why, um, you know, a lot more people have been hip to what's going on. Because like we said, don't get twisted. This has been going on for centuries, but... Now, with the advent of social media and smartphones, we're able to have the images and spread them like rapid wildfire. So that is exactly what happened with George Floyd. Um, what happened to him? I couldn't even watch the full video, child. But yeah. what happened to him was caught from five different angles. So there are multiple people recording it, and all of those videos got leaked to social media. So um, you can clearly and blatantly see that he was murdered unjustly. He Mm -hmm. was on his stomach. He had his hands handcuffed behind his back. He was crying out for his mother and saying that he could not breathe and everything was hurting. Um, And you can see that from five different angles. So it's a very blatant murder by the police. So I think that's why this particular death has gotten everybody wild up because it's just, there's no denying it. Mm -hmm. With the Ahmaud Arbery, you heard the, the rebuttals of, well, he was in the house for five minutes. And there's also video footage showing other white people walking in that same yeah. abandoned uh, work site because that's what people do. They, if you see an abandoned work site, you're going to look in there. I mean, I yeah, think it's I'm not different. uncommon. Yeah. yeah. And, and a lot of times, yeah, it's crazy. There's so many reasons why he could have walked in. Even the, the owner in the article we just said that people, especially if you're going on a long run, maybe you forget to bring, you're looking for a water source. So, okay, let me, mm-hmm. let me drink. Some people like I've gone, I am not maybe abandoned, but like me and my mom, when I was little, like we'd go to big neighborhoods with beautiful homes and be like, Oh, that's going to be us one day. That's going to be us mm-hmm. one day and walk by and like aspire to, you know what I mean? Like anything is used to justify the death of black and brown people. And it's crazy, but yes, go ahead. Exactly. I'm sorry to interrupt you. Exactly. Like they'll use anything to justify it. But just as a side note, there was a video of other white people going into that same yeah. building that he went into and they are still breathing. So, um, yeah. So that little lie that those people told, please don't feed into that. But anyways, back to sharing the videos and images of these murders. So I was on the topic of why I think George Floyd um, kind of ignited everyone of all races to be upset because of the blatant just murder that was caught on video. We have evidence and there's no disputing what mm-hmm. happened. Um, but while it is, there is some good to these videos being shared, at least this is being leaked, you know, because yeah. before 
Um, I'm sure these things were happening. They were not getting caught on video and then they were just getting brushed under the rug, right? right. And no one knew about them. Imagine how many um, black and brown folks, well, I'm gonna say black for now because I, I see a lot of people lump black and people of color together and those are separate. That's another discussion, child. Woo! But we're gonna talk about black people right now. Um, so I'm sure there's a lot of black people that have been killed unjustly and nobody knows. Because it there's no video, there's no evidence, and no one else saw what happened. So they just went with whatever the police said, right? And um, there we go. Washed their hands of it. Boom. Justice was not served. But we have um, these videos and these images out now. And while they are good because they're exposing what's going on, there's also an agenda behind them. As there is agenda behind everything, guys, um, these videos are put out and they're spread like wildfire because they want us essentially to. I'm going to talk about this and then Judith will take the next topic of mm -hmm. this, but they want us to become desensitized to what's going on. So eventually, if you're seeing the same thing, same thing, same thing on your timeline, we know. Y'all spend hours scrolling on your timeline. Look at your screen time on your iPhone. And it'll tell you. Um, you're going to become desensitized. You're just not going to care. Mm -hmm. And I have an example of that happened to me when this George Floyd thing broke on the internet. It was on my timeline. I was scrolling for a good 20 minutes and I had seen like 20 posts about it and didn't even register. I was just like, just scrolling blindly because I had become desensitized from seeing this all the time. It took me like 20 minutes to register. Wait, what, what the fuck happened? Like what went on? So it finally registered in my brain of what I was seeing. Mm -hmm. So that is the ultimate goal of getting these videos out there and getting them shared by everybody so that we can just become desensitized to it and not care. Um, eventually and just think of it as oh you know this happens all the time there's nothing that we can do right so that is one of the reasons um, behind like I said sharing these videos and these images of these murders and I would just like you guys to be mindful of that um, when you are consuming these images and these videos and then judith is going to get into something that's called trauma porn which sounds kind of weird but it's very much a real thing yeah yeah so i mean i think a lot of us sometimes when we post you know over and over again like a lot of people like almost have depending on who you are have the opposite effect right so like some people's intentions are to like okay we need to raise awareness let's share this post so that other people get outraged. But the problem is a lot of times they like consuming, consuming, consume. And so all the things that you're consuming is trauma-based, you know what I mean? And usually that trauma bases on black bodies and that you have to be careful of and depending on who you are, what you post. Cause a lot of times the intention is, oh, we need to raise awareness. I'm outraged at this, let me share. But sometimes like it can be traumatic, traumatic for other people to see that. You know what I mean? Sometimes people just post it up, no warning. Like, it's just like, oh my God, like this is on my feed. You have no idea. So we have to be careful for that. And I, I first heard the, the word trauma porn from uh, another writer. His name is uh, Yasser Lester. Um, he was talking about it on another podcast. And um, we also need to be careful about um, trauma fatigue. Just what Corey was saying before, like we see these over and over and over again. And so it leads to a feeling of like not being able to do anything or hopelessness, right? So what some people are doing is that even though they're 
putting up posts to raise awareness for um, these individuals. They're putting up posts of beautiful artwork of these people, right? They're putting up um, photos or just even creating their own artwork and, you know, memorializing um, these individuals. Because what happens is we take away their humanity when, we de when we're desensitized by it, right? And when we are you know, yes. so used to this over and over again. And these these were people with families who love them, even if they didn't have families who love them, they're human beings, period. And we need to treat them, um, you know, with the respect that they deserve. And there are images of them um, that we can honor them by that illustrate not just their last breaths or their last seconds, but when they lived their life to the fullest and were surrounded by the people that they love and, and doing the things that they love. You know what I mean? There are pictures of Brianna, you know, I, I saw Maude in his um, graduation cap and gown, you know, his senior picture, you know what I mean? There's mm -hmm. pictures where we see those moments where we're like, yes, that's me. You know what I mean? So if we are going to share, like, let's just be smart about how we share. So we're not, you know, uh, you know, adding to the trauma porn, adding to the desensitization, adding to dehumanizing them, but in a way of lift, still raising awareness and lifting each other up and lifting them up, uh, um, you know, especially, you know, I can't imagine what those families are going to. Like, I've lost my mom through health reasons. I can't imagine then a wide internet reposting her last moments of life. I can't imagine seeing that over and over and over again on a national scale. That's crazy. It's, it's crazy. Yeah. So let's like rethink about how we post. It's not to say like, Oh, don't post yada, yada. No, there's things we can post. There's, you know, some people are posting the actual calling numbers to, you know, to say, Hey, let's, let's call. Here's where you can call. Some people are posting, mm -hmm. you know, links, resources, you know, for the NAACP, AC, ACLU, whoever, you know what I mean? Let's be mindful of what we're posting when it comes to this. So we're not re-traumatizing each other or dehumanizing each other, but really, um, really are joining in like some really useful voices to um memorialize these individuals as well as um share the resources necessary so it's just you know and you know and then like the flip of the coin if we didn't see these images people wouldn't be outraged right and there wouldn't be a movement you know so it is a it's a two-edged sword you know but um yeah, i'm just saying just be mindful mind. yeah. yeah exactly mm -hmm. um yeah, so like Judith was saying, let's share positive images of the victims. Let's share how we can come up with solutions. Let's share pictures of the riots, of the protests. I know there's a picture of a burning building in Minneapolis that's really powerful. That I think it was the precinct. Yeah. <laughs> oh, that they, was the precinct. Yes. I think they, they, did, they just burned them. <laughs> okay. And like, I'm for it. Burn that shit to the ground. I mean, mm -hmm. I hope no one got hurt, but please burn that shit to the ground because mm -hmm. this shit's trash. It's crazy. Um, but there's a picture of that that's really powerful and it's getting shared a lot. And I've been, I've seen it shared by not just black folks. I've seen it shared by white right. people, Asian people, Hispanic people. So um, let's share stuff, images of that, images of us in our power, standing in our power and standing yeah. up. Mm -hmm. Like we said, there is, let, I mean, just let certain people share the images. So Sean King, he's the one that's like kind of the journalist of kind of the movement. Um, he's somebody that I follow. He kind of gets all the information out there. Let's mm -hmm. let him share that stuff. Mm -hmm. And then we just follow suit. Let's share the images, positive images of victims, um, how we can help and mm -hmm. show us in our power with the protests, with the writings. There's some really great images from these protests. Um, some of these signs, 
y'all are just snappy. Like, because <laughs> I'm trying to go to a protest too, but I ain't gonna have no cute sign like y'all. Like y'all, y'all, y'all got mm-hmm. some words, okay? <laughs> I'm a writer on Thompson. Y'all got some words, but yeah, um, some of these signs are really good, really powerful, and the images will live on forever. And mm-hmm. that's the images that we should be sharing um, more than the um, the bad ones. Mm-hmm. So. Okay. Now we're going to get into kind of talking about solutions. Mm -hmm. So one thing I can't stand is when people go on these rants about what's going on and this is wrong, blah, 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 but they don't offer no solutions, right? Because at this point we need to be thinking of solutions. We need to be thinking Mm -hmm. about what are we doing to unite and to kind of change what's going on. And it's going to take a lot of work. And honestly, it's going to take a lot of lives. A lot of people are going to have to die in order for this to come into fruition. And Mm -hmm. um, that's just the reality of it. Mm. A lot of our ancestors died for us to be here. Um, A lot of people died back in the 50s, 60s um, for us to be here right now. So that's something that we need to think about. It really is a sad truth, but it is a truth. Um, Let me start with that. I had a little blur, but let me start with that. Mm -hmm. A lot of y'all are going to have to get serious about the liberation of our people and about, um, yeah, liberation of our people and freeing our people um, if we want this to happen. And when I mean be serious, a lot of y'all are going to not have to be scared to go to jail behind what you believe in. That's this cold hard truth. Like y'all have to um, not be afraid to lose some money and lose a job. That's the truth of it. And the sad, sad, and realest truth is a lot of y'all have to be not be afraid to die for the cause. Mm-hmm. And that is the only way that true change will come um, with what's going on. Mm-hmm. Um, so I know that's scary, right? Mm-hmm. I know it's, it's, it's very scary to think about, but it's the truth. Um, until a lot of people get serious, then nothing is going to happen. Mm-hmm. And that's how I want to kind of lead the discussion, talking about solutions. So let's first get into protesting and rioting. Like we said, we've been seeing the images. There's protests in most major cities. Um, I'm probably going to go to one tomorrow because I'm back in Tampa. And um, there's one coming tomorrow. There's actually two tomorrow in two different places. Ooh, mm-hmm. Shout out to them. But um, let's talk about that. So that's probably, well, the easiest way, obviously, is to get on social media and start preaching, right? But change is not going to come just from talking change is going to come from getting in the community and Mm -hmm. doing something. Mm -hmm. So, um, an easy way that you can get, if you are able to, to be out there is to protest and to riot. Mm -hmm. Um, I mean, not riot. I mean, shoot. Yeah. Right. Shit. (laughs) (laughs) What am I talking about? I mean, yeah, it's your decision, you know? So, um, you're probably thinking you can't just go to a protest that's planned. There are a lot of peaceful protests, if that's what you're into, that are planned. Just get on your timeline. I mean, I found out about the one yesterday by me just from scrolling through Facebook. They usually give, you know, where it's going to be, where we're going to be marching to, because a lot of protests are moving, guys. (laughs) You don't just stand there. Um, And the time to be there. Um, hopefully they give a time two hours before they want to start. Cause y'all know how black folks be. We just can't be on time. <laughs> so it's just be mindful of that. True. Um, so that's an easy way to get involved is just to go to the protests, be around other people who are passionate about it and just show up for mm-hmm. yourself, show up for your people. Um, 
And um, yeah, so if, and if you want to start a protest, I think that if there's not one happening in your city, be mm-hmm. the one to start it. I mean, yeah. let's stop being scared, guys. We need to stop being scared of, oh my God, I'm going to get arrested. Oh my God, they're going to get me. Like, no, we can't be scared anymore because being scared gets us nowhere, as you guys mm-hmm. can see. Mm-hmm. So be the one to start one. I know there's probably like a lot of small towns and you're like seeing all the images from LA or from New York and um, Minneapolis. Minneapolis. Mm-hmm. Atlanta, Houston, of these people protesting, like, and you want to do something like that, be the one to start it. Mm-hmm. So it's very hard to organize a protest. Like, you cannot just organize a protest and be disorganized as fuck. Like, you need to be organized. So you can follow a woman by the name of Tamika D. Mallory on Instagram, T A M I K A D Mallory, M A L L O R Y. I'll put her handle in the description. Mm-hmm. Apparently, um, on her page, she talks a lot about. Um, how to organize the protests and kind of gives you tips on how to do that. And I found them very helpful because I myself wanted to organize one here in Tampa, but this might beat me to it. Um, so um, yeah, that's, that's a way that you can kind of get more information about how to go about being organizational about it and uh, organizing a good protest, a very effective one. Yeah. Um, now let's get into the rioting and looting. Mm-hmm. So my, this is just my stance. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, do whatever the fuck you want. At this point, do whatever the fuck you want. Do whatever the fuck you feel. Um, to me, losing money is not more important than losing lives. And there's nobody that can convince me otherwise of mm-hmm. that. Um, so I'm hearing the rebuttal of that is, you know, how is this going to solve anything? How is it helping your cause? What about the small businesses? I get all of that. Um, and most of this is coming from white people. I'm going to be honest. They're saying, well, how is this going to help the cause? First of all, if you don't even know the pain that is being felt, don't be talking about the way that we express it. Okay. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's my rebuttal to that. Yeah. And then when you guys talk about, oh, what about small businesses? I get that. I mean, I totally get it. But at the end of the day, a business can be rebuilt, right? Mm-hmm. Like, I'm sure you have insurance. A lot of these businesses have insurance. And I get that you guys probably have worked hard for these businesses. But at the end of the day, like, all of that stuff can be rebuilt. Right. You can fix the window. You can get a new job if you were one of the people that was working at that Target. First of all, fuck Target. <laughs> if you're one of the people that working at that Target um, yeah. that got um looted out and the reason they looted that because that target um poured a lot of money into the uh mpd the minneapolis police department department. um but you can always get a new job you know like these things can be replaced what can't be replaced is black lives and guess what black lives matter Mm -hmm. so to me losing a little bit of money is not more important than losing lives at the end of the day and unfortunately these things are just going to happen when we're on our way to revolution and to change. So y'all just really need to rethink the way y'all think about things. We need to stop kind of thinking in this capitalist way that that money and capital are more important than lives because that's how we got here in the first place, right? We're being run by a president where obviously he worships money and that the the economics of things are more important to him than anything else. And he he um i mean that that's 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 how he demonstrates his leadership even with this corona stuff he more worried about opening up the country to get the money back flowing right than the people that are actually sick and dying Come on. and um so whew, that's another topic but 
y'all need to really get out of this mindset that money is more important than lives because if y'all keep thinking like that, y'all going to value the buildings and y'all going to value the businesses more than y'all going to value the lives. And that's mm-hmm. never going to be okay to me. So that's my take on Luton. I mean, do you have a different take? Um, I mean, it's not that different. I think personally, I'm I'm not going to go to a protest just because I'm afraid of Corona, but I might. I mean, I I have to think about it. I might go and I might not. I, I'm like weighing all the options. So if you're like me, like just know it's okay to weigh all the options where you are in terms of how you're going to interact with everything. Now, when I see mm-hmm. it on TV, I'm like 100% supporting um, the rioters and the protesters because for so long, like there's so much people can take over and over again. It's the same story. Innocent yeah. person killed by the cops. Innocent person, innocent black person killed by the cops. Innocent black person killed by a white person who thinks they're a cop. Innocent, <laughs> like, you know what I mean? It's just like, come on, like, what are we talking about? And that person, no one, you know, and then it's just easily, so it's like, I, I'm mad. So I can only imagine people in the city of the person who they're directly connected to this person, the family, the people that they knew, the community, hell yeah, go ahead and burn it. Like, you know what I mean? Like, it's like, yeah, Yeah. that makes sense because we're not doing what we need to do to take care of the problem and the issue, which is making sure that we hold everyone accountable, not Mm -hmm. like everyone accountable for what they did. So I'm in support of that. I see that and I'm in full support of them. Me personally, I'm, I think I'm going to be donating to those organizations and supporting in that way. Um, and I will be also trying to see like which, like really researching to figure out, okay, where can I be of service or whatever, right? So maybe if I'm not going on the front line, maybe there's like, again, calling, maybe there's a way I can help organize, right? Like maybe there's a way like I can be on, the, okay, if I'm not out there protesting, maybe they need people to pass water right? To make sure everybody's safe. Whatever you can do and what you're willing to do at the place that you're at, you're allowed to do, you know? But I, yeah, I'm in full support of protesters. I'm in full support of, um, of the rioters. I completely understand and I get where they're coming from. And a lot of the organizations that do, do are on the front lines are black and black and brown women, quite frankly, um, who started Mm -hmm. and they, organize it and they're putting their lives on the line so i'm gonna do what i can to support period facts mm-hmm. and yeah if you are one of those people who are afraid of corona i get it mm-hmm. just wear a mask a lot of people have been yep. wearing masks yep. and you can keep your, your six feet distance from people too um so if you're one of those people and you still want to get out there just be safe i feel like yep. everyone should be wearing masks anyway and mm-hmm. um keeping your your distance with each other Mm -hmm. um but yeah so great sentiments judith so now we're going to get into something that you guys should be mindful of if you are out there protesting and um and or rioting Mm -hmm. (laughs) so um there's something a concept called agent provocateurs so Mm -hmm. these are people that are placed they're planted in these riots um to kind of cause mayhem right so they could Mm -hmm. be they could be agents of the government, they could be police officers, and sometimes they can be dressed as black people or they're dressed in hoods or masks covering their face. And what they do is they essentially incite the riots. Mm -hmm. So there was a video of this white guy who was a police officer from Minneapolis. He was dressed up, he had a hoodie on, he was breaking 
windows and starting a riot in Minneapolis. So these people are placed in there to kind of make the riots get to a point of where people are starting to break things, burn things, um, loot and steal um, so that we can look bad, right? Mm, So that we can look like, oh, these black people just out of control. So um, do be mindful of that. And I believe that Sean King is... um, he is putting people out on the field in Minneapolis. You can volunteer to do this. Mm-hmm. Um, and I forgot what he what the word the, the word he used for these people, but basically they're going to be watching the riots and just making sure that you know everything is is safe. is going okay. Everything good. is safe and going okay. And they're going to be looking out for those people, those agent provocateurs who are planted in most of these riots to um, make things worse, mm-hmm. um, so that. The thing about this is, this is a whole nother topic, but Mm -hmm. essentially these riots could um, spark something called martial law, right? And Donald Trump has already tweeted about how um, he's going to start shooting people who are looting, which is absolutely wrong. And um, so they want us to get a little bit more rowdy so that they can enact martial law. Guys, so I need you guys to think. I need you guys to be aware and be conscious of what's going on. They want us to riot. They want us to get rowdy as fuck so that they can enact martial law and essentially kill more Mm -hmm. of us. Mm -hmm. So that's why they put these agent provocateurs into these riots, into these protests, so that they can, their job is to solely fuck shit up and make shit worse Mm -hmm. so that they can get to a point where they can just start shooting people because that's Mm -hmm. essentially what they want. Mm -hmm. So just be mindful um, if you're one of those people who don't want to enact in like burning or like breaking shit, that's fine. You don't have to do that. Um, But don't try to like look down upon people who are because people are fucking mad like shit. I mean, I'm mad. So, but if you don't want to do that, be one of the people that are watching and making sure that everyone's staying safe. If you see something crazy happening, um, because I've been seeing stuff in the NYPD are like pushing people down. There's a video of a guy who pushed like this. This girl was like 100 pounds with clothes on, soaking wet. Is that the phrase? And he pushed her down so hard. She wasn't doing anything. She was just out there. He straight pushed her down so hard. Her head smacked the concrete and she had to go to the hospital. She had a seizure after that. So, yeah. So just be careful because these police are not, they ain't caring. They're, they are not caring if they're um, hurting you. They just, um, they just out there and this is, they, they taking a chance to, to get out their little aggression too. Right. So just be careful. And if you're one of those people who don't want to do anything violent um, or, criminal then um just be the people who are watching and making sure that everyone's safe and watch out for those people that are planted there for the sole purpose to make things worse Mm -hmm. another thing is don't destroy our communities right so if you're if you're seeing a black owned business don't fuck that up i mean i know it's very hard to differentiate they're saying you know you can put out signs saying hey i'm a black owned business blah 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 a lot of the times that probably not going to work i know they were saying in the the rodney king riots in 92 they did that and people just ignore the signs but i'm sure we'll get it together of a way to kind of differentiate but don't strike communities guys um i know something happening in atlanta if you don't know much about atlanta first of all atlanta's lit (laughs) it is predominantly 
it's 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 predominantly black. There's a lot of black people there. Beautiful I mean, when city. I go, I only see black folks, mm-hmm. and a lot of those communities are predominantly black, and they're being destroyed. We shouldn't be doing that as well. That's what they want. They want these rights to get to the point where we're destroying our own communities. So we have to be smart, and we have to be mindful, and we need to think. Um, we don't want to feed into their agenda by destroying our own communities. Mm-hmm. So fuck up a target. I don't care. I don't care. Like I love going to Target, but at the end of the day, Target is headquartered and very like I know the inner workings of Target and who owns Target and what their views are. Um, fuck that shit. I don't care, but don't be messing up. You know the mom and pop shop. Um, um, you know that mm-hmm. Mr. and Mrs. Smith own and have owned for centuries. Like let's stray away from that. So if you know community is predominantly black, the businesses are predominantly black. Do right. not fuck that up. And mm-hmm. I will say that I believe, I don't believe in that. Mm. So let's just be mindful and be smart, guys. Think, think, think. This is the time where we need to start doing our research. We need to start educating ourselves and we need to start thinking. And we need to start um, kind of um, exposing the different things that this government does do in times like this yeah. so that we cannot feed into it. Um, so yeah. And I saw videos of y'all fucking up the cnn headquarters in atlanta i'm all for that <laughs> you ain't shit <laughs> you hey hey i was like y'all better go i'm scared of y'all i'm scared y'all of y'all they fucking up CNN. um yeah I'm i all love don lemon leave him alone please i mean he's come yeah, a long leave way him alone, he's come but... a long way <laughs> he's, he's, Ooh, he has, he's he? come a long way <clears throat> but um yeah that that is so funny. i don't care about them fuck <laughs> them but um yeah i just had to say that because i saw the videos and the Im- yeah. images and they were actually really powerful and i thought it was really cool mm. um to see stuff like that mm-hmm. so that is enough about protesting yeah. rioting looting all that stuff mm-hmm. we already talked about being mindful of sharing the actual videos and images of us mm-hmm. being murdered and killed mm-hmm. and hunted like dogs in the street um yeah we already talked about that and um, i just so i want to add to it while while i understand the rioting and looting after you talked about it, i was like maybe i want to say i want to support uh peaceful and protest just because i really don't want anyone to be hurt but mm-hmm. i understand where people come from when they do loot and riot because of the frustration that that has built up and so whenever i see it i'm like that's honestly that's what america gets real talk you know what i mean <laughs> because it's, like, that's it's we been try to tell y'all, we try ever, to tell y'all. so long but you know i don't i don't want to see anybody harmed or hurt nobody wants that but like <laughs> it's just been it's been such a build-up you know what i mean and it's mm-hmm. it just feels so hopeless that i'm like all right well somebody burned down this establishment i don't tell you <laughs> like and guess what? I'm gonna turn a blind eye, just like y'all turn a blind eye. Thank you. Thank and that's, you. That's that's. I think that's my final stance. Yes. Is, so. Yeah. Technically, it is wrong, but I'm gonna turn a blind eye, just like y'all been turning a blind eye to us dying. Right. Right. So. <laughs> we don't want no one to be hurt, but like, I'm not mad when I'm. I cannot judge the way the frustration is being expressed because the injustice and oppression has been so long and so great. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So whatever we all decide to do, I want us all to be safe. But if if someone decides that, you know, a Trump statue gotta be lit up and burnt down, it's like, well, I don't know what I don't 
don't know what to tell you. Also, I, I don't see no anything. Problem. Right. I'm like, <laughs> I'm what you, right. You know, so just, just for clarification, but I agree with everything you said. <laughs> it's just like, yeah. So yeah, that's our stance mm-hmm. guys. And you guys can disagree, but yeah. at the end of the day, it's allowed. like we said, if you, first of all, if you are not black, um, you have no idea the pain and the right. frustration right. and who are you to judge how people are expressing that so yeah that's how it feels too um another thing um that we need to start doing times like this is educating ourselves right so i feel 100%. like i said that a thousand times there are so many things that happen behind the scenes y'all and this country is a lot more corrupt than i think a lot of people know mm-hmm. um but the way you learn about that is by educating yourself mm-hmm. um i get a lot of my education from books um mm-hmm. from following certain people and listening to what they're saying. Mm-hmm. And um, there are some certain books that I can recommend to you guys if you want. If you are interested in that, mm-hmm. then you can DM us on Instagram. Mm-hmm. Um, Tinseltown Tea, because um, I don't want to put all the books in the description. That's too much. But if you are interested in some of the books that I read to kind of get myself hit to what's going on and how to better understand right. what is going on so that I can pair myself, um, then you can um, DM us on Instagram and I'll get you that list of books. Mm-hmm. There's some, But I think this is the most important because if we're not educating ourselves on what's going on, then right. we, can't really, we can't really do much 100%. Um, and unite the way we need to. So this is truly, truly important to me. Mm-hmm. Another thing is be able to defend yourself. So um, a lot of the times this is happening. I think we're afraid to defend ourselves, but you have the right to defend yourself. Mm-hmm. And the white man is going to do it. I mean, shoot, <laughs> the white man is going to do it. That so you need to be able to defend yourself too, and and not. I think we just need to stop. We need to get out of this being scared mindset. Like yeah. y'all need to stop being scared point like period I said that a thousand times y'all need mm-hmm. to stop being scared because y'all matter and y'all lives have value and you have every right to defend yourself um if somebody is trying you like mm-hmm. I'm not saying incite the stuff but mm-hmm. I think they black black people are peaceful people I will say that in mm-hmm. our core we're peaceful people um but we be getting fucked with I mean mm-hmm. obviously mm-hmm. so don't be out there inciting stuff with people but if somebody is trying you if a policeman is trying you a a white person is trying you unjustly you have the right to defend yourself um and you need to know how to do that right so y'all need to be doing something like taking some boxing classes or something taking martial arts there's a lot of different ways you can defend taking self-defense classes um this is truly truly important because we're getting to a point where sooner or later we're going to have to know how to do this and how to help ourselves and help our loved ones who cannot defend themselves. Right. So, um, um, this is like a more long game thing, a more big picture thing. Just start learning how to defend yourself. So I suggest boxing, uh, martial arts. Um, what's that shit? (laughs) Jujitsu. If y'all can see the the motions that I just made, I'm very embarrassed. (laughs) Yes. Um, um, so I do know that the Nation of Islam, they do hold like free martial arts classes in LA. Mm-hmm. I don't know about other cities for this exact purpose of just right. learning how to defend yourself because um, I'm going to keep it real with y'all. We're getting to a point where shit's getting a lot more serious than it has been yeah. and you can no longer ignore what's happening and shit about to get real, real, real 
real mm-hmm. quick. Yeah. So um, this is a very important thing, and I cannot stress this enough in knowing how to defend yourself. Mm-hmm. Another thing, and then we're going to get into the screenwriting portion. Stop killing each other, okay? <laughs> like, this is so important. Mm-hmm. Every time that they watch us kill ourselves, they laugh. Like, they find that mm-hmm. shit funny. And um, it's very easy for us, for us to tell them to stop killing us when we're killing ourselves. So we need to stop, <laughs> like, straight up. I think this is the most important thing. In order for us to move forward, we need unity within each other. And there are a lot of things in place that pin us against each other, right? Yeah. Um, but we need to be mindful that that is all mm-hmm. that's all there for a reason. They want us to be fighting. They want us to be killing each other. You guys just need to be smart enough to know that that's the agenda and that's what they're trying to do. So let's let's just let's just stop that, guys. Like we're at a point where we need to stand together, or we're gonna fall together. So stop killing each other. Stop being this whole crabs in a barrel ass shit that be going on with us. Like mm-hmm. stop being in competition with each other. Let's let's unite. That's the only way that we will win is if we unite. I know it's easier said than done when you have rap songs talking about I'm gonna kill that nigga or I'm gonna go shoot that nigga. You know stuff like that. Um, just know that that's all being fed to y'all. Y'all got to be smart enough to rise above that. So that's point blank period is that we need to, we need to get ourselves right and um, unite so that we can make the changes happen that we want to happen. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, that's kind of my spiel. Do you have anything you want to add? Judy? Yeah. I mean, I, I agree. I also, um, in terms of um, backing it up just a little, and I'll go quick so we can get into the script writing thing. Um, if, you know, if, to, you know, we're going to add more people, but also like, you know, there are organizations when you do want to go protest, try and link up with someone you know who is a part of that organization, if they have a plan, what everything is. I know a lot of people sometimes just show up and go, but it might be helpful, um, whether it's through Instagram or uh, the website or talking to an actual person who will be on the ground, if possible, so you have an understanding of what the organization's plan is with the march and everything. So you are with a group of people that are well-intended to, you know, go to the city hall or go wherever, you know, just be careful of some of the like sort of more organic and organized ones that can tend to be a little bit more, um, can get a little bit out of control. Either way, whenever you're going to protest, there'll always be, um, that, and sorry, I have some of, I'm trying to get these, um, notifications off. So if y'all hear dings, forgive me. It is my fault. Um, again, Lord Jesus. Um, <laughs> I put my thing on silent. Anyway, so that that's one. Number two, I agree, like, we as a Black community always need to unite and be better. Stop, you know, killing ourselves, uh, killing ourselves. Stop the, you know, violence. But I also, I think what a lot of people do on the other end, on the other side, which is if you're talking to somebody, and this is not with us, because we're talking about, like, fortifying us what a lot of people whenever you're in an argument with someone who wants to justify killing the innocent killing of black people as a way to uh null to erase the accountability of those officers and what Corey was saying is that that's how they use that in that way no when you're in an argument with somebody like that you always remember it's two different things because what they'll try and say is like well y'all killing yourselves it's like so like you know bears kill each other all the time if that bear comes up in my house what the fuck like i'm gonna <laughs> kill the bear like you know what i mean like we you know so it's like there's a in the context of what what we're talking about make sure that when you're in that conversation with 
people who are trying to justify the death of innocent uh, black and brown people, that it's not the same. And the truth of the matter is accountability and justice needs to be served to um, police yeah. officers who get away with killing innocent black people, period. Like, end of story. Yeah. And the the thing about that is like, it, there's just an overwhelming, you see it every day that it's at a target on the black community, period. Like if a, if, if a, a, if a police officer killed an innocent white woman, chances are that officer will be held accountable. They're not just going to be like, oh, da, 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 or a white man, oh, da, 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 da. In every circumstance, the officer needs to be held accountable, period. But that's not happening when it, ha- when it, when it happens for black and brown people. And it was designed for that. So whenever people are trying to be like, oh, black on black violence, it's like, yes, there is black on black violence. You know, there's white on white violence. There's Asian and Asian violence. There's all sorts of that (laughs) violence. We're talking about how over and over again, someone who is paid by the state that I pay my taxes to is trying over and over again, or is gets away with, excuse me, all these damn pains, sorry, gets away with killing innocent people that's not that's not cool and that's not okay and so yes again to bolster what my sis said we need to unite as a people period and unite meaning we need to end violence against each other we need to support one another black and brown businesses we need to do all the things to unite we need to stop colorism debate fuck that Stop oh, yeah. that oh whatever it is, like unite, whatever we oh well, I was born in Africa, I was born in Brazil, I was born in um the UK, but we all we're all black. <laughs> I don't give a fuck where you were born. We are all black in this community across the diaspora. This is what's happening yeah. across the diaspora, period. And we need to support each other in that I'm Afro-Latino, I'm Afro-German, whatever. Like this oppression shit is real and it's global. It's not just the United States. So we really need to, like Corey was saying, come together and make sure that we um, support each other in that. And um, yeah, I'll wait till the end so I won't go too long. But um, there are other, like, uh, besides uh, Sean King uh, and Tamika Rao Maori, there are, lead, like, I think his name is D-Ray McKenzie. He's Black Lives Matter movement. There's also Patrice Khan uh, Coolers, co-founder of the Black Lives Matter movement, Alicia uh, Garza, and uh, Opal Tometi, another co-founder of the Black Lives Matter movement. These three women came together, was the original um, cre- you know, creators of that with the Trayvon Martin thing. Like there's a whole, but there's the Rainbow Coalition, there's the NAACP, there's the ACLU. There's a whole swath of people who are organized and working together together, excuse me, I don't know why I said it like that, working together um, and have had um, uh, years of organizing, right? So there Mm -hmm. are plenty of places for us to get the information from. So just Corey gave amazing examples. There are other examples. Um, You know, some people like, I don't like this. I don't like that. Well, sis, there's a whole spectrum of folks who are working together. so let's you know pick one you like that you trust and you know connect with them and see how they're doing from the local stuff to protest but also from the national so if you are blessed in understanding the laws and all what's going on now like you can understand how to press some petitions you know how to look up the legislation that you know in some of these states that are you know in florida there's the stand your ground law you know what i mean that is being abused it's not being used (laughs) you know i mean yeah that's true we're not you know 
So let's, you know, so just in case, just because you're not protesting, there are many ways at different levels we can attack the issue um, as it relates to this. So yeah, that's all I had to say about that. Yes, so everything that you said is right, y'all. We have a long way to go, but I am, I am actually excited. I mean, it, it's not a good excited, but I'm excited to see the ignition of so many people right now um, because it's long overdue. And yeah, I mean, I wish it was on different circumstances, right? Mm -hmm. But I mean, we got to start somewhere. So let's let's just let's get the work done, guys. We can't Absolutely. just we. I mean, at this point, everyone needs to be speaking up, like. I understand like some of y'all don't want to say something, but like I said, stop being scared. We can't be scared no more. So everyone needs to be speaking up at least. If you don't want to do anything in the community, speak up, mm -hmm. say something. Most of y'all have social media. Use it. Use your platform, guys. Mm -hmm. um, yeah, we can't be ignoring the shit anymore. So even if you're, so one thing I've noticed too is if you have a brand, right? If you have a store, you have a podcast like we do, you have any type mm -hmm. of brands, a lot of y'all are scared to say something because you want to ruffle feathers, yeah. take a stand, okay? Mm -hmm. We're in a point where you need to be taking a stand. Um, fuck that brand, you know, fuck that store. Like you need to, you need to take a stand um, because it's right is right and wrong is wrong, right? Yeah. Um, and the taking of black lives is wrong mm -hmm. um and no one is going to get mad at you for saying that so yeah. if you have a brand that has a big platform if you have a store that has a big platform use that um and don't be afraid of losing followers or mm -hmm. losing you know customers it, this is more important we're at, mm -hmm. we're at a point where this is a lot more important than that so that's just a side side note and yep. now we'll move on to next piece of the segment yeah. is how to put social justice into your screenwriting work or your if you're if you're not a screenwriter director or if you're making anything how to put that into your work mm -hmm. um we'll talk mostly about screenwriting mm -hmm. um so it's pretty easy i mean <laughs> what do you want to talk about right mm -hmm. what do you want to talk about if you want to talk about police brutality um keep that at the forefront of um at the forefront of what you're talking about and then come up with the story, right? Come up with the story, make some characters that are layered. Okay. Make them layered, make them have lives. Like these people had lives, mm -hmm. um, make them real people and then put them in these situations, um, that mirror kind of what's going on right now. So, yeah. um, and we're going to go into examples of, of stuff that does that, mm -hmm. or you can mirror it after a real life situation. So if you want to talk about police brutality, um, you can mirror your story after what happened to George Floyd, right? So let's talk about, well, let's, let's talk about Do the Right Thing. Do the Right Thing, if you guys don't know, is a movie by Spike Lee, one of my favorite movies. And exactly what happened with George Floyd is what happened in Do the Right Thing. Yeah. Do the Right Thing came out in the 80s, y'all. So art imitates life, life imitates art, whatever. Mm -hmm. But you can take real life situations and turn them into kind of a story. Mm -hmm. um, and that's a, a pretty easy way to do it. I mean, I feel like it's 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 not super hard to take real yeah. life or stuff that you want to talk about and, and insert it into your work, mm -hmm. but just make sure that you're making these characters layered now, okay? Right. Making them real people so that it can mirror real life. Um, but do you have anything else about kind of that? Yeah, I mean, yeah. I think uh, make sure that we're doing a, a 
and I, we're going to go through the example, so I'll let you do it, but just, you know, reminding people that, you know, you can put social justice in your work, um, whether it's you're blatantly talking about it like that, or even um, just creating, um, especially Black characters that are, quite frankly, like, nuanced and layered, just like Corey said, the way other characters are. Unfortunately, because we are living in a such a racist society, no matter what we do as Black creatives, no matter what we create, particularly as Black characters that we put on stage, is is a protest within itself, right? Because quite frankly, this nation was not meant for us. <laughs> this nation was not meant to uplift us. So every time we put our art out there is a form of protest. You know what I mean? And it's important that we have all the story shows. So just like we have, you know, Spike Lee's and the John Singletons who have laid, you know, some of the groundwork to some of these stories. We also have to have like the fun stories, like, you know, the brown sugars of the world, like romantic comedy, just people showing black love, like, you know, joy, like, coming of age stories last week we talked about a beautiful coming of age story um with um what is it blood and water where we are just seeing african young uh, excuse me south african young people just figuring out life and going through their own personal struggle without it being related to this huge struggle of the black and brown struggle right we need to see all of it we need to see the fun the good the bad the silly you know what i mean like yeah we, yeah we need to see a full spectrum of that so that we can show like there's so much more to us than the struggle, but we also want to show like the the real life of it. So if you're an artist and you're creating and you're black and brown and you're doing that, like you're already, you're already like making a statement because this, exactly. the, especially the entertainment business, it's like, we always had to do stuff separate. We've always had to. And it's yeah. now we're seeing the different kinds of, you know, even in the nineties that we're seeing that sort of acceptance in terms of our stories, but Anytime you create something as a black person, you are resisting. So, yeah. So I had to say about that. Yes, ma'am. Mm -hmm. So yeah, I mean, we're at a time where you know a lot of people are thinking, "What can I do? What can I do?" Maybe what you can do is put this stuff into your work, and let's kind of change the narrative because we all know um, a lot of things on TV are fake, and a lot of things on TV are a part of agenda to try to get us to think a certain way and let's change that let's put yeah. some real shit into the tv yeah. and that's why a lot of people don't watch tv because they're like mm, that, that, that junk just clown your mind with with, mm -hmm. with stuff and that's true a lot of the stuff on there is engineered and to uh push an agenda and make you think a certain way about things but um let's start putting this stuff into the work and let's start putting the real shit out there um because we need it right now Mm -hmm. So, um, yeah, so we talked about Spike Lee. A lot of Spike Lee's mm -hmm. movies are like yep. this. I would say most of them do the right thing. Like we talked about Chirac, mm -hmm. which I believe came out a couple of years ago. Yep. Let me kind of get into a synopsis of that. And we're not going to get into a synopsis of everything for yeah. the sake of time. But, um, okay, so it was about the murder of a child by a stray bullet. Wow. Mm -hmm. um, wow. And a group of women led by Lysistrata. So I'm pretty sure this is based off something Greek because that's like a Lysistrata. Yes. So it was based, Alyssa's, yeah. So I think what the Greek story was basically the women were like, if you guys are going off the war, y'all ain't getting no sex. So we're going to shut this shit down by like withholding sex as a way of protest to stop, try and stop the men from, I think, going to, to war. So I think Chirac was trying to sort of like, I don't want to say revamp it, but it's something similar to that and set in a different time, time, time. Got it. Mm -hmm. 
Okay. So yeah, I think he, he based it definitely based off the list of Strata story, mm-hmm. but basically um, a child got murdered by a straight bullet and a group of women. Um, they organized against the ongoing violence in Chicago's South side, creating a movement that challenges the nature of race sex and violence in America mm-hmm. and around the world. So yeah, that's definitely yeah. Um, a social justice movie. Mm-hmm. Um, also by Spike Lee and then Black Klansman, which he won his first Oscar for mm-hmm. a couple years ago, yep, yep. which was about um, a Black man infiltrating a Black police officer in the 70s or something, infiltrating the KKK. Good movie, mm-hmm. I saw it. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, he's one of the people. And then we have Mr. John Singleton, Rest His Soul. Mm-hmm. Um, he talks about Boys in the Hood, which is more of a story, I believe, on like black on black crime and also it did touch on you know a lot of different things like police brutality and um how you know white police treat black men in the hood and stuff mm-hmm. like that great movie makes me cry all the time yeah but very important um and then rosewood which was mm-hmm. about the first i don't know if it was the first but one of the um one of the first black cities in Florida and how mm-hmm. it was burned to the ground by white folks. Mm-hmm. So, um, because they thought that somebody raped in the story, in the movie, they thought somebody mm-hmm. raped somebody, but. Mm-hmm. And it was based on real life. Yeah. Yep. So mm-hmm. Roosevelt was a real city in Florida. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm not sure where it is in Florida. I should know cause I'm from here, but mm-hmm. I'll figure it out. I'll let you know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I'll look at it. Up. I think Rosewood was the name of the city. I could be wrong, mm-hmm. but go ahead. You can go through the list. I'll look it up. Yes, I think it was. Um, and then Higher Learning, which is one of my fave, fave, fave movies, if you haven't seen it, by mm-hmm. the late and great Mr. John Singleton. Um, Tyra Banks was in it, and she did a good little job. Come on, so Tyra. basically about um, a college campus, mm-hmm. and um, Omar Epps in it. He's an incoming freshman at Columbus University. He's mm-hmm. an athlete. Um, and then it kind of talks about the different facets that we have on campus. So he's coming, kind of coming in as an athlete. And then we have a white guy who's like really weird and awkward. He doesn't know where to fit in. And he starts to get in with some skinheads, um, some neo-Nazis. Oh, yeah. And yeah, yeah, yeah. See, that doesn't go well. And then we have Ice Cube who was in the movie. And um, he's a part of like the Black Panther, um, you know, Black Lives Matter mm-hmm. back then crew on campus so it talks yeah, yeah, about yeah. um how omar epps coming in as a freshman deals with whether he should be with the um the black panthers people or whether he right. just wants to be by himself as a black man right. and how he interacts with the other kid that gets involved with the neo-nazis basically what ends up happening is the neo-nazi goes crazy because he had mental health issues and he shoots up the campus um actually ends up killing omar epps his girlfriend played by tyra mm-hmm. banks that's so mm-hmm. a really that movie is very, very powerful. I saw that when I was a kid, and it's it's something that we just should definitely be watching. So, mm-hmm. um, yeah. And then, Judith, I don't know if you want to talk about Get Out and Tales from the Hood. Yeah, so I've been, um, I'm not a horror person. I'd be scared. It's just horror movies. <laughs> Ooh, I, I, like, that's the ones I'm going to So uh, I had to watch uh, Tales from the Hood the other day uh, for another podcast that I'm working on. But, you know, I think it's interesting that when we talk about putting our sort of our social justice or our struggles or whatever into um, into our work, we forget the different genres and like in horror, they've been doing that. And for the, all the horror geeks out there who've been on this game, thank you for being up on it. My little soul and my heart could not take all those images. I'd be scared guys. I'm it's easy to scare. So um, yeah, I just tales from the hood, um, which was written and directed by um, 
Rusty Cundiff, who was like an actor and a writer who really is still working, by the way, but really throughout the nine, uh, 90s creating um, Black art and cinema and film. But um, it's sort of a spin on Tales from the Crypt, which was a British sort of uh, horror show. And um, it goes through this uh, funeral home director taking these uh, drug dealers who come to his parlor to uh, gain a score for some drugs, but he takes them through different stories of vignettes of the different people that died. And one of, you know, a couple of stories tap into, I won't go all into it, but taps into, one was, um, goes into the story of a police officer who stood by and watched as um, an activist from a community was killed by his other white police officer counterparts. He didn't step up and the soul of that um, activist, local activist of the community ended up haunting him for you know a while um, and ended up getting revenge on the police officers. There's another story of a, a, a senator or someone who's running for the governor's office in political office and living in a house that was purchased by a uh, woman after slavery and um, you know he's racist and basically these dolls come out of these uh, this big photo um, and these dolls uh, allegedly it's folklore has the souls of the slaves that were once owned on that home which was a plantation reclaimed by this woman so the dolls attack this man because he's racist and awful and doing awful things in the community you know these stories kind of are the horror stories of sort of like what black and brown people experience every day. Um, then we fast forward to Get Out. You know, that was, I mean, that was a major hit. And, you know, Jordan Peele did an amazing do- job of illustrating the fear of, you know, being black and having b- our bodies being taken over by white people and the danger that we have <laughs> um, that is reflected in mm-hmm. real life. Um, y'all see Get Out, like, go into, get into it, like, it's so much deeper, you know, and it follows David, I think it's Daniel Coulier, Coulier, forgive me, Lord, have mercy. Oh, Kalua. Kalua, hey. thank you. Up in Black Panther, sorry, sir, do not mean to disrespect you one day, you're going to be on the show, I'm just going to speak it into existence, but <laughs> yeah. um, he, um, yeah, he goes through the story, his girlfriend is white, they go to visit their, uh, his, the parents, and of course, something creepy ha- happens, it's sinister, and it's really him being you know, auctioned off for a white person to enter his body and for him to be in the sunken place. And even as he um, comes out of that place and is about to leave near the end, one thing was interesting that um, Talib Kweli, I was listening to him on his um, show, but that scene, he made mention how the moment where if you saw it in theaters, at the end, after he's like escapes this crazy world, the police come and everybody in the movie theater, and I think this happened to me when I was in the movie theater too, when I saw it, everyone was like, oh no, now he really gonna die. Like it was gas. It wasn't like, oh, the police is here to help him. No, everybody was like, oh, he a black man. He about to go to jail. He about to be really dead, dead. So it's just like, it's a reflection of what we're doing, but in a different genre, you know? Um, and we see it all the time in comedy too, whether it's, you know, stand-ups talking about it, you know, the greats talked about it, whether it was like Richard Pryor, uh, Dick Gregory, you know, Paul Mooney has some issues. I mean, they don't have issues, but these, you know, and then you see it in the, in it, for the comics bef- come before them, you know, Chris Rock, you know what I mean? Um, Dave Chappelle, the show, you know, even comedy, the sketch comedy shows, they do it all the time. If you look, I mean, even in the comedy sitcom, like, you know, all the way from good times, 
down to like Blackish, which I think does a great job of hilariously using the family to kind of mm-hmm. look at some of the social issues that are yep. affecting our time and the family. You know what I mean? So, you know, whether it's Key and Peele who've been doing it, The Chappelle Show, um, now the newer ones, Astronomy Club. If y'all ain't see that on Netflix, it's hilarious. Go see it. Oh um, Black Lady Sketch. So Lady. smart. There's so there's so many different ways that we are even insecure. Um, even though we are in a world where we're like LA and you know Issa and Molly, they always find a way to have a communication of some of the issues that are in the black community, and it feels still feels genuine. Uh, genuine comedy to the setting that we're in you know what I mean so it doesn't have to be like some of the great stuff that like you know the work that Ava DuVernay when they see us I'll let you I'll let you talk more about that because I didn't see it again scared I'm a baby but they, oh lord sorry y'all the dogs okay. see they outraged too that's right that's right we tired of it they are fed up it. okay <laughs> tired but yeah there's different ways that we can incorporate it and just to know like you can do it in a way that makes sense to you as an artist and and in a creator and you can do it in a way where if you are creating stories just highlighting black people just know like you already a part of the resistance because we need to see those images of us winning being joyful being bougie being bad and being whatever like all Mm -hmm. of our stories matter and should be should be able to be told and it in creating your story as a black creative or a black story in general you are like you're doing something that was not meant to be meant to happen in entertainment even though i'm not a fan of tyler perry that man buying his own studio and turning big boss and make i mean that if that ain't resistance i don't know what is period like i'm not even exactly exactly guys so that's what we need to start doing yeah when we start doing our own shit and just unapologetically doing that stuff you are automatically a part of that and even like you know justin simeon with dear white people with uh lena waith with uh the shy queen and slint like all these things all these things but yes all those things to say that Yes. And just to piggyback off of that, and then we'll wrap it up, y'all. Sorry. Because it's very important. So that's why this is our longest episode. Yes. But um, just to piggyback off of that, like what Tyler Perry said, like we're in a space where we need to stop looking for acceptance from white people, honestly. And like we know this industry is dominated by white people and white males in particular. So um, we need to get out of that looking for gatekeepers like oh i just want them to accept me or accept my script and give me the money no no tyler perry he he don't he don't need that and even though his shit gets panned by critics he don't care because he's making his stuff for us and he did his own shit he said fuck paramount fuck you know all the other studios i'm gonna make my own Mm -hmm. he's doing it on his own and y'all can do that so in this industry um i would like us to stop getting out of that you know looking for acceptance looking for the gatekeepers to let me in or Mm -hmm. you know i need to know the right you know people so they can give me a chance you can make your own chance you know create your own lane and um we're just at a point in time where it's a lot it's not easier but it's gonna be harder but it's it's they've made it um a little bit easier to start to figure out how to do that so you know make your own lane guys like yeah. don't wait for people to open the door for you you, have to. you are powerful okay mm-hmm. we are powerful we can do it it just takes a little bit more work and a little bit more organization and drive but we can do it guys so mm-hmm. that's my little sentiment on black work and art yep
Yep. So yeah, with that, we're just going to keep doing what we do, support how we can support, you know, whether you're in a space to donate where you can, we know it's hard out here, you know, people are in different places, whether you are able to get up and go and protest, whether you're able to call, whether you are able to, you know, some of, you know, some of us who are believers to pray, some of us who are not to do whatever you want to do, you know what I mean? It doesn't matter. Um, as long as wherever you're at and, you know, just to remember to take care of yourself mentally, physically, emotionally, you know, it's, you know, unfortunately not only were we grieving because of the loss of like over a hundred thousand people due to coronavirus, but now we're grieving the loss because of, you know, the continued um, brutality against black people. Um, You know, it's heavy, it's heavy. And so Mm -hmm. we're dealing with a lot of emotions. We're dealing with a lot of uh, grief. We're dealing with a lot of trauma you know, triggering trauma. Like now it's like, oh, it's, 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 it it can. So whatever you need to do to take care of yourself, to support one another. So, and to hold people accountable for the wrong that they do, you know, let's do that and help each other and continue to um, do that. And if, and if your way of doing that is also by creating, keep writing, doing the stories, like, you know, do that too. Like, you know, look at it from a, um, well, I'm looking at it from a broad perspective however you look at it do whatever you can do to do it you know what I mean I'm not here to judge how you do it I'm just saying let's let's do it together and hopefully we can connect with some of the organizations um so that we can there can be a more um you know strategic approach to it because I don't have all the answers in terms of that but I do know that there are organizations who are build who have built this infrastructure who are working on it and who are continuing to do that so hopefully that can encourage all of us to do something uh, where we're at and um, really, you know, not only encourage one another, but to really do something to really, um, you know, attack what's, what's, what's going on. It's, it's too long and it's too much. So. Exactly. Exactly mm-hmm. guys. So we hope that we gave you guys the tools to um, do whatever you can. And um, the information was good. I hope the information was good and I yeah. hope y'all feel empowered and ready to get out there sorry y'all i hope y'all feel empowered and ready to get out there and make some changes and do what needs to be done Mm -hmm. um we're gonna have all of the links to the resources Mm -hmm. in our description for the episode we're gonna have um, brianna's website on there amaz's website george's website and then other links to different um, organizations that do like protests and stuff like that Mm -hmm. um so like end of the ACP, Black Lives Matter, and then like a video from Team Vogue of how you can get involved. Video mm-hmm. from not video, a link from Team Vogue and a link from ACLU. Mm-hmm. And then I have uh, Tamika Mallory's Instagram on there so that you guys can um, just watch her video. She's also a really smart and beautiful Black woman mm-hmm. who is on the front line. She's an activist, so yeah. just follow her anyway. <laughs> yeah. But um, if you want information about how to start your own protest, if your city is not stepping up then uh you can go to her instagram for that yeah i think um, she's um related to reverend al sharpton i don't know if his daughter oh, for I real? yeah i think so i could be wrong if i'm wrong y'all forgive me um but i think she's been she's been doing it for a long time it's pretty much what i'm trying to say so yes. yeah yeah so yeah definitely look to her um other people that you guys can follow on instagram if you want information is sean king he is kind of like a journalism type person to me. He kind of, he gets me all information quick and fast and in a hurry. Mm-hmm. So, um, and he also organizes a lot too. Um, mm-hmm. Reza Islam, somebody else that you guys can follow. So there's a whole bunch of different people that you can follow yeah. there. Um, D. Ray kinda, McKesson. Yep. Mm-hmm. Him too. Mm-hmm. Um, 
that you can follow to kind of get the information that you need. If you need help on just kind of figuring things out and organizing your thoughts and organizing what's going on, mm-hmm. they really break down and explain what's going on for you. Cause I know yeah. it's confusing and it's a lot. Yes. So, yeah. 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 Guys. Um, description yeah. or links will be in the description. Um, and yeah, just stay safe y'all yeah. stay smart, stay educated and stay woke. I hate that word, yeah. but you gotta stay woke out here and stay fired up. Yeah. Um, the marathon is not over as Sir Nipsey would say. Yeah. We got a lot of work to do, but just do, let's get out there and just do. Yeah. hundred percent. Meet, just meet, just meet us wherever you at. That's all mm-hmm. we ask. Yeah. And hit us up on um, the socials. I know we're, we're super active. Thanks to Corey. Um, active <laughs> on Tinseltown at Tinseltown T on Instagram. If we missed anything, hit us up. We're happy, you know, put up, put some in our stories, like share information. You know, we're all about that. Like we're not perfect. We don't know everything. You know, if you disagree, you're allowed to disagree. Hey, exactly. as long as, you know, as long as we, you know, coming together to um, fight the foolishness, exactly. you know, we're going to disagree, disagree with a purpose, not just be an asshole. Right. So, like, yeah. If you're going to disagree, disagree with uh, having an opinion, but right is right and wrong is wrong. Like, you can't disagree with something that's wrong. Okay. Facts. I'm going to say that. <laughs> Facts. So, so um, yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Hit us up on there. Um, like I said, we're trying to get our Twitter together, but Instagram is super active right now. So hit us up on there. Mm-hmm. Um, like I said, DM us if you were interested in the books that I was talking about earlier about how to educate yourself. Mm-hmm. And yeah, I think that's it, y'all. Mm-hmm. I, don't, I don't know what else to say. I mean, <sighs> I'm pray for all of us. Yeah, 100%. We're going to make it, y'all. We will. And with that, we're wrapping up another episode. Thank y'all for rocking with us. Thanks for all the new subscribers we have. Yeah, that's Tip, dope. Please leave us ratings and reviews, y'all. Please, we have yes. mostly five-star ratings, as we should. <laughs> but uh, we would like more <laughs> just so, um, you know, other people can see the work Absolutely. that we're doing. And because um, um, we want to get this information out to people. So leave us ratings, leave us reviews. We're down for all types of feedback. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. And yeah, that's that's it. Take care, y'all. Bye.